Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is there anybody there? <laughs> Do you ever wonder what it's like to coach in a minor league system in a collegiate wood bat team or uh, affiliated baseball? Well, that hat crew, wonder no more. On this episode, I sat down and I talked with Robbie Robinson. He is the manager of the St. Lucie Mets. We talked about his trajectory going from uh, from college all the way now to being uh, the manager of the Mets uh, and everything in between, parenthood, uh, support system. It was a fun conversation. So without further ado, guys, I'll give you the episode. All right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of the Dad Hat Chronicles. And with me today, I have a very special guest. I have the St. Lucie Mets manager. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I apologize. Robbie Robinson. How are you doing, my man? Yeah, I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm excited. Um, we connected a, a few weeks ago and then I was uh, I just threw it out there. Hey, you want to come on the podcast? You were gracious enough to say yes. So I, uh, uh, I, you know, nobody knows this just between you and me. I ran upstairs and told my wife and I acting like a five year old because, you know, I was like, you know, excited for that. So, yeah, but that never happened. Just so you know, that never happened at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me, um, uh, tell me, uh, growing up, uh, and this is the one question I ask everybody. Actually, you know what? Let me do something first, because I want to go into something before I ask that question, because my friend. You started back in May of 2011 as a graduate assistant at Missouri State, correct? Correct. Then you went into your bullpen catcher for the Springfield Cardinals, assistant baseball coach at, is it Pfeiffer University? That's right. And then you were in the Northwoods League as a manager for the Battle Creek, back then Battle Creek Bombers. That's one right. Of, I just wanted to tell you that's one of my favorite leagues. Now they're, you know, Battle Creek uh, Battle Jacks. You know, they cha recently changed their names. Assistant baseball coach at Riverside City College. Man, I'm just going to go up to a 2018. Manager of the Dominican Summer League. Is that correct? Correct. The Gulf Coast League and then the Rochester Red Wings. And that's with the Minnesota Twins. And now you're the St. Lucie Mets. My, my man, that is impressive. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a process. It's... Um... Uh, very fortunate for every stop. I think that like in, in coaching careers and um, in, in baseball life, it's, um, you know, you don't know what the next year brings, but you just try to stay as present as possible where you're at for that year. And that's the approach I've taken. Um, 
and and looking back at, at all the stops and everywhere that I've been, I've taken a little bit from each guy, from each manager, and I've I've, I've had an amazing opportunity to learn from some very very um, intelligent and bright and um, new age thinkers, old age thinkers, and um, just so so fortunate for those opportunities and and just um, right place, right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great programs, great t- traditions. Uh, Missouri State, St. Louis Cardinals, Riverside City College with Dennis Rogers. I mean, um, the Twins. Just you know, blessed for all those opportunities. But it's just, um, you know, you, you hear stories of, of others too, and it's just like you know how the stars aligned up, and um, just the experiences that you get from little money getting paid to no money getting paid. To, yeah side jobs you got to do to make things work and that's the beauty of the game right like um how bad do you want it and it it, it goes back to mindset on on our players and and the way that we preach about um let's let's get real man the minor leagues are tough that northwoods league um that that you really like that's a tough summer league yeah if, if, if guys out there can grind through that and, and, um, travel around and play the 70 game schedule within a summer or whatever it is now, um, that gets you prepared for, for, for minor league baseball. And that's a great step in Avenue, but it's doing it throughout the whole summer. Um, yeah, injuries happen. Yeah. Like things come up, but, um, sticking through it. And and I played in that league too. And it's, it's a grind. Um, It is if you want to do this for a living and you want, you want to, uh, you want to be in it. Um, there's no better way to start than that, that summer league and, and getting your foot in the door. Cause there's so many things that relate to that. Um, now, now looking at it is being at different levels for minor league baseball. I, I there's something, you know, I really do appreciate it. I've had a, a couple of players and from the Appalachian league and they tell me, it's like, yeah, we go straight from college and then you're going, you know, you're playing a minor league schedule. You're playing every day. You're grinding it. It is tough. And uh, I, I'm glad that you actually echo the same sentiment that they were, you know, they were feeling because it's, listen, if I'm not going to, if I don't do it, someone else is going to take my spot. So I got to grind it out every single day. So I can achieve what I want in the, you know, in the future. Very much so. Very much so. Um, yeah, that, that league, uh, I, I think plays the most games in all of summer collegiate and you're, you're playing in front of 2000, 3000, you go to Madison, Wisconsin, and you're playing in front of crazy amount of fans and, um, the, the, uh, beer night or beer batter <laughs> yeah. there and it's just like like hey you you want to play double a triple a well this is the environment that you're going to be in every night and be single that you're going to get heckled every night so you better step up yep and there's been some tremendous players that come out of that league and and if we're talking about mascots maybe some of my or logos there's some of my favorite in that league too there, there's some good ones yeah they uh, are absolutely <laughs> For sure. Like for recently, sure. what last year, the Madison Mallards, you know, they rebranded, you know, went old school with it, you know? Yeah. Oh man. I absolutely love And I, 
you know this already every November, right? Logo November, you you stay tuned to the to Twitterverse because somebody's going to be releasing a new logo or a rebrand or something, right? Alternate uniforms, and it's just so much fun. I think that's why I love the minor league so much because of that. Because you know, and it's so um, very ingrained into the city and the town in which they're in, and I love that for sure. All right. So let's take it back. Now I'm going to ask you, growing up, how would you become a fan of, of baseball? What made you say, man, this is my sport? Uh, <laughs> so growing up, uh, I actually talked to my wife about this the other day, and she's like, you would do this. or you're, you're, <laughs> I, My grandparents raised me, and I'm, I'm super blessed to be raised by them in, in Southern California. And um, started playing catch at a young age, and they're like, hey, we're he's not old enough to play T-ball, but we're, we're going to put him in a year early. And I was like, I don't know, like three years old or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I just mixed in and um, really like enjoyed that sport more than any other. They, they let me play hockey, football, um, you name it. I was in a karate and it just like baseball. It's just, that was it. <clears throat> and progressed and, uh, played and played college, played some semi-pro and, um, you know, I, I grew up in Southern California and my, my grandfather, uh, told me about his grandpa back in when he would listen to games on the radio and they'd listen to the Dodgers and they listened to Vince Scully. And it was like his grandpa, his dad and him all sitting there listening to Vince Scully when Vince Scully was, was just starting out. And it was like, okay, we literally lived like five miles away from, Anaheim Stadium, but we did not root for <laughs> for the Angels <laughs> only um, in our household. So um, grew up a Dodger fan. Uh, Gibson, you know, we got paintings of of Gibson doing the double pump, and um, just you know going to going to games and just having special memories of of um, the Dodgers and you know the years years that they were there, and then. Uh, working for different teams I just feel like when when you're with that team it's like you're you start to ingrain and you start to understand like the history behind each team and like and I take tremendous pride in in that and I know with the twins like managing at the younger levels and asking guys that they know who Kirby Puckett is and Troy Hunter and like yeah. going to some of the guys that were retired and um you know, and some of the guys are just like, who, who is that? And it's like, <laughs> okay. Um, it's more off the field stuff that, that my job entails of like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta also let you know about the guys that walked this ground before you and like the success that they had and like the, um, ups and downs that they went through. Um, and, and that's, that's the beauty of the game. That's the part that I love is like, there's a history of this, that most people don't know of the Mets and, um, you know, how they came about and the teams leaving and the color scheme and all that. And all that's just, it's just the beauty of the game. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, because it, I really didn't think about that, right. You're like, you, you know, you're, 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 you're a coach, right. You're teaching them the, the, how to play the game, how to approach the game and all that, which we will, you know, touch on, but the history of the team, you know, like you said, 
you know, why they're called the Mets, Metropolitans, right? Yep. And and things like that, the color scheme. That's that's interesting. I've I've never really heard anybody really, you know, say this like, yeah, we're gonna teach you what it's like to be a Met, what it's like, you know, back then we also what it's like to be a twin, you know, you know, to be in that organization and follow those greats that that grind it out just like you're about to grind it out. For sure. Yeah. And also hearing from those guys, I know, um, you know, when, when, when players come back and they've had success and they talk about um, not just the success that they had, but the failures that they had and how they learned from them, it starts to move a little bit of ground. And um, guys realize that like, Oh, like they, they also experience this too. And it's like, yeah, majority of people do go through this yeah. and they're setbacks in the minor leagues and, and are grinding and having to sit on buses and sleep deprived and um, all the things that come with it um, and heckled and, you know, all, all, the, all the other things. But the off the field stuff is really, um, you know, the more we can el eliminate the minutia and when we get to the field, how do we check in? Um, where's your mental state? Everyone and everything um, everyone around you has something going on in their life. And to, for me as a manager to, to have a little bit of pulse and to rely on my coaching staff to, to check in with me and check in with players and to know where we're at and, um, see that's when it awesome. got off. And that's just, that's part, that's part of what, what we're trying to do here. I like that, that you're approaching it from that side. I was like, Hey, well, let's talk. How are you feeling? You know, yep need you to talk you know you don't hold it in because if you hold it in it's going to be worse for you and then you know it's not going to work out so we talk through it all that that's powerful i, I love that that's so because i've talked to some players and they and i asked this question it's like you know how much is of a you know meditation and 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 all of that part of your your training obviously you're training your body which is great but we can't forget about you know training our our minds and our heads because that's just as important if not in more important because minor leagues like you said it's a grind and it's it's not easy for sure i mean the mental side of the game is a completely different beast um and and you know i i i like to talk to our guys about just staying consistent you know i want i want our guys it's it's the way i look at it is like game one you come in you're super pumped first season first game of the season and um, guys are coming in early they have positive attitudes and um, you know it's it's going great they're there for early work and uh, you know looking at their uniforms pumped up for it and it's like yeah like this this is a great feeling well how do we create that feeling on game 100 or game 105 how do yeah. we can stay through that when you're dealing with adversity when the night before you were on a bus or and and you were heckled at, at, a, at a field and we got blown out and how do you recover from that and not let let that um get the, to you yeah yeah get get to you that 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 the day before like hit you hard um but it's just it's all about you know staying here okay like we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of this we're gonna have probably a lot more of this but how do we, how do we just keep, keep even ground and uh, come in and, and just get better day after day after day. And if it's 1% that day, great. Like we're going to take it. We're going to roll with it. We're going to come back the next day and we're going to do it again. Um, but it, it comes from the energy of our staff, me, 
um, how we present, um, what's our message, and, and we got to be prepared. We, we got to plan those things out before uh, the week starts and, and know what are the things that we're going to work on. And that's where player plans and all those things come in, into ball and into the, the whole gamut of getting these guys moved on and, and, and winning, not only just like, Hey, we got to, we got to, we got to get you better, but we also got to develop winning too. And that's, that's a big part of, of this, this whole minor league thing. Um, yeah. You got to <laughs> develop that winning mentality. You're right. It's it, it, yes. You know, winning is good, but it's a winning mentality, which is totally different than, you know, what you see on a scoreboard. Right. Because it's, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, winning. No. Yeah. Winning games. Great. No winning great. mentality. You know, OK, you didn't do so good today. I know that tomorrow I'm going to turn around and I'm going to rake out there because that's what I do. And that's what I have to do, you know, in order to achieve what I want. For sure. Yeah. Um, We, we try to look at, you know, how did you win that day? And if, if a guy smoked four baseballs right at an outfielder, was out 0 for 4, like, did, did you, the box scores is 0 for 4. Did you do well today or did you not do well? And, like, majority of the time, like, they're going to say, yeah, I did well. But, like, you know, they want, they want those hits. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, man, that's what we're actually looking for. We want that consistency because the more you can do that, the more you can smoke baseballs, the better off you're going to be in the long run. They're going yeah. to fall. Um, it's just, it's just a tough pill to swallow when you see that over four. Um, hey, you had, you had four at bats and you struck out three out of the four, but you, you had, you battled, you'd had 12 pitch, 15 pitch at bats and you just you stuck in there. Great. Like, awesome. It's just, hey, hey. take it. It's crazy how like, you know, and, and this is how I've, I've been really seeing baseball. It's like, okay, yeah, he had a, a 15, you know, pitch at, at bat. Right. But think about it that way. It's like, yeah, he didn't get it. He may have struck out, but the, the pitcher had to work just as hard. So now you've seen everything that he has. It's yep. a chess game. Yep. You saw everything he has. The guy on deck saw everything he has. The guys start to see his frustration. It starts to come down. You see the guy get up in the bullpen. It changes the mentality. There's a bunch of things that go into that. It's not just you like battling. It's the whole gamut of, of what's going on. And that starts to change the outlook of the game. Yeah, it's 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 crazy because as fans and I've done this, I'm very guilty of this, right? You know, you're I'm watching a, a major league game and then I'm thinking, This dude sucks. You know, he struck out five times. What is he doing? He's getting paid millions of dollars. And then I'm like, all right, hold on a second. I got it. I was like, we got to step back and we got to really look at the whole game because this is a chess game. You know, the, the pitcher, you know, didn't make it past the fourth inning, but, you know, fifth inning, whatever. But he still struck out. Yeah, but he helped out get that pitcher out early. For sure. To get to the bullpen. Yeah. And who and the bullpen guys are not the starter. Starter is a starter for a reason. Yeah. Uh, and, and to always let our guys know hitting's the hardest thing to do in sports. The hardest thing to do. It is hard. Okay. Um, and you're going to fail a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and consistently like letting them know, here's what we're looking at. Here's what, here's what you need to be doing. And you're crushing that, but like, you, you didn't have the result you wanted. We're going to get them the next at bat. Yeah. We're going to flush that one. We're going to get the next one. Sweet. How, how much of, um, you know, we're now in 
21st century kind of situation. How much of the data and uh, uh, data a- uh, analytics play a part into your coaching style now? Because I mean, it's such a big part of baseball now that you got to look at everything, every angle and all of that. For sure. Yeah, no, I mean, looking back at my playing career, it was so um, minute and, and small compared to what it is now. Um, it's a daily thing. I mean, we're looking at um, metrics. We're looking at video paired with metrics. We're looking at, um, you know, force plate technology, slow motion capture, um, Rapsodo and all, all the other devices that are, are taken in. And then we're looking also at, at uh, our internal systems that like every team has their own internal metrics that they're, they're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really like, how well do you move your body in space and, and, how are you going to, how are you going to capitalize on that and stay consistent with it and, and do that day in, day out when you're fatigued and tired and mentally drained. Um, and then you're also facing somebody who's a hundred and to 102. I mean, I'm talking hitting right now, but yeah. How do you do that consistently? And then right. that's, that's really, you know, that's the name of the game. It's like just being consistent. And um, you're right though. Cause it, it's a round bat hitting a round ball. That is as hard as it can get. It's not throwing it's, a basketball or throwing a football or catching it. It's a round bat coming at you at a hundred plus miles an hour. Cause everybody's pitching fast now. It's, it's unbelievable. It's like left, right. 95 is the minimum. And then all of a sudden you got like 18 year olds throwing upper or yeah, upper nineties, lower hundreds. And like, it's not this, it's that yeah. with turbo sync. And I'm just like, I don't even know if we can catch that anymore. Like, what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> you as a catcher, right? You're like, how in the world, you know? My thumb would get blown up. I mean, I, I still sometimes get back there just because like I, um, um, sorry. Uh, oh, I see what it looks like and um, I'll, I'll strap on the gear and catch some pens to give some guys some blows. Um, but it's, it's, it's real, it's live and it's, it's only getting better day in, day out. And everyone that's getting better is younger. And, um, it is an absolute honor to, to be in the position that I am. I'll tell you that. Yeah. You're just like, you know, I'm glad that I'm, I'm on the, on the bench as a coach now that I don't yeah. have to catch or even hit these balls. Definitely be hitting that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so you as a, as a manager, like you also have to lead by example, right? So um, I, I asked this question to so, some of the players is, you know, they follow a certain diet. They also follow the, a workout routine. Do you get in the, in that routine as well with them? Do you work out with them? Is that something that you do as well? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I try to get there early and do some stuff, but I, I'm big, like biker, road bike, gravel bike, oh. mountain bike, uh-huh. um, I've done all sorts of different diets, fads, and things like that. It's probably like, you know, oh, I'm keto this week, or I'm, uh, I'm uh, something. I think our some paleo. We've done all. I've done them all, bro. I've done them yeah. all. <laughs> and, um, but our our nutritionist team does an excellent job with that. And leads our guys in the right direction and really makes it. Um, individualized to each guy and tries to figure out like what what works best. Um, our strength and conditioning team is top notch and they, 
assess guys to individual approaches. And I think that's like the whole mentality that we're going for here with the Mets is that um, is to make sure that it's not just cookie cutter and make sure that it's individualized per person from the nutrition to their workouts, to their practice plans, to what the game plan is. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's the approach that you need to take if you're going to win and develop um, in the minor league system. Because a, a, a workout routine is not the same from with a pitcher that it is a first baseman. I mean, that's a totally different, you know, routine that they have to follow compared to them. I'm sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and these guys are just getting smarter as, as time goes on. Right. It's like, um, we'll get some guys in from the Ivy league and, um, other guys that, that train with some high end, um, trainers in the off season. And, um, and that's good. Like they, they come back with like, Hey, like this, this is what I'm used to, or this is what I've done before. And, um, it, it challenges the way that the things are done and, and that's good. Like, let's be honest, like nobody wants to be challenged, but it also gives you a perspective of like, okay. Um, let's like see what I, we can do. Yeah. And like, well, we'll take that consideration. If you're, if you are, uh, comfortable with that, if that's your routine, if that's what you like to do and, Hey, these guys are highly successful human beings being drafted alone, yeah. um, uh, at, at baseball and, and, and other things too, but, um, they're successful for a reason. They, they, they understand what routine and stuff is. And other guys need a little bit of help more in that, in that realm. But um, it's good to just take things into consideration of what's worked well. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you, uh, what's, how do you approach now? Because the, the game has gotten so international, which is absolutely amazing. I love it. Me being Puerto Rican, I, I, you know, I always look for, you know, uh, Puerto Ricans here and there, Hispanic players. How do you manage the, the, that culture, right? It's a mix of cultures in your, in your clubhouse, not just with the men's, but before, how is it that you approach that, that aspect of it? Yeah, it's, um, relationship building. Um, I'm, I'm me personally, very fortunate that I got my first pro career, managing spot in the Dominican Republic. And, um, you know, you look at those teams and, and you get some guys from, or about half the roster from Venezuela, um, mm-hmm. you know, we get some guys from Mexico, other guys have come from, from, uh, different, uh, Caribbean countries, but, um, that just like gave me a different mindset of just like how much baseball it, it is looked at mm-hmm. and, a part of, of the culture, the Latin culture, and um, just the joy that is mm-hmm. that is brought to the field, the environment, the people, um, and, and it's it's a completely different experience <laughs> in the United States. It, it is. Has, there's there's not not much of appreciation to what we're, what you're doing, um, and and guys are playing baseball at a very young age at a very high caliber with minimal stuff. And, and it's because they want to be a professional. They, they, they know at a young age, like, Hey, this is going to, this is going to set my entire family up for uh, financially. And it's, you know, something I'm good at. And there's a reason yeah. why there's a ton of, ton of guys coming um, internationally and um, taking like, securing spots. So. Mm-hmm. 
Good for them, right? I mean, it's like you said, it's like it's a it's a it's an international sport, and I think it's growing super fast right now. It's crazy sure. how fast it's growing. Um, how how do you approach game day, right? Because I know a player approaches it different than you. How do you approach it? Like, you know, do you just wake up and then off you go? You know, how is that for you as a manager? Yeah, um, I think it comes with the night before prepping, um, mm-hmm. just what, what the day is going to look like, what we got to look, look for, uh, the week before I plan out, like what, um, things mm-hmm. we're going to work on and when we're going to have our, our, uh, our, our, um, strength program and, and, uh, science program do a really good job of, of laying out like high, medium, low days mm-hmm. and like when to do high level, um, stress the body to, to low level. And, um, also having a read on, on, like as guys come in daily, like, okay, this guy needs a blow or whatever he needs. Like we, we need to get it to him or like he hasn't played in a while. How do we get him in? But it comes with prepping before the week starts and the day starts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mentally before I get to the park, I need to be checked in and, and fully um, be being able to just listen and, and take in as much as I can from our staff and from our players that are coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the better I can listen and hear what's going on, the better off I think that the day goes. Um, but we're going to develop guys in the morning. And then as the game progresses, we're going to compete into that game. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the approach that, that we're taking. Um, but getting there, walking the locker room, checking in with guys. How are you doing? How's the family? A little bit more off the field stuff when, when we get there. And then as we get closer to the game, it's more uh, game oriented. Here's the game plan. If, if I'm working with the catchers that day, um, you know, what's the pitch profile? And, and here's the other thing is like every level is different, right? Like mm-hmm. major league, AAA, AA is going to have a little bit of a different plan and like more focused on maybe the opponent than that than themselves mm-hmm. and as we get down the pecking order it's going to be more focused on what do we need to do um that day and maybe a little bit of the opponent how do we how do we attack them um but it, they need to progress into understanding what do i need to do to win today and then they'll get to how do i how do i beat the opponent um it's a different it, kind of win right win and, win yeah. for me personally versus win with the team you know yeah. which is again important right but it's not something that that is being taken into consideration right away yeah it's it's also person athlete to athlete based as well like some guys might have a little bit more feel of like what the other team's trying to do and other guys just like really need to focus on on them and stick to them and stick to that approach and trust that approach mm-hmm. so having a feel for that, um, uh, you know, just, I think just, just being as present as possible. And I, I try to preach that as much as I can that, you know, I got a family and I got, um, two sweet little girls and, and my wife who, um, lets me do this and, and it's a sacrifice, right? Like we're, we're here and, um, but it's, it's a blessing. Um, I got stuff going on too. It's just like, I'm not going to bring that stuff. When I walk through those doors, I'm going to be fully present for you. And we're going to, we're going to get today done. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, you brought up family because 
it's you know it's just as much of a work for for your wife than it is for you right because now she's at home with your daughters and you're you're working and, and i'm sure you know I'm sure you've said this, and I, I'll always say this about my wife. Like, I would not be able to do what I'm doing if it wasn't because she helps me and she pushes me and she supports me into, you know, following up, you know, with my dreams. Yep, 100%. Um, that's, um, w- without them, I just, it just, it, the, the whole thing doesn't click, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we got some special wives that, that, um, are present for our families when we're doing things that, that we need to do. Yep. Uh, and very, very fortunate for, for um, just who we have in our lives in, in, in that realm. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I just, you know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, it, like I said, it's like without, without my wife, yeah. I would not be able to do this, you know, I, and, I enjoy doing it now. I make my videos with my daughter. So it's like, it's, that's the most fun I have that yep. I, that I'm just teaching her the game of baseball from a fan's perspective. Right. So, and she loves it. She loves what I was like, Hey daddy, let's watch some baseball. And I'm like, absolutely. Let's do this. You know? <laughs> so why not? So if she, if she's interested in something, I'm going to, you know, make sure that I, I fully am in their present with her. But then when I'm working, I'm working. It's just, that's how that goes. For sure. Yeah. Um, how much is it of a, 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 the work that you do with your, with your coaching stuff that I'm sure that's like, you know, it, it has to be cohesion. If not, it doesn't work out. Right. Cause I'm sure you're just, you know, as present with them as it is, you know, you know, teaching the players every day. Yeah. Um, I mean, just, just a little bit of like, intel of like what we do but we meet on a daily basis to discuss what we're accomplishing for that day Mm -hmm. and go over each department of uh positionally and or offensively defensively um you know what what are we trying to get accomplished today um and you know my coaches are just they're studs man like i'm i'm there to assist them and when they have questions or they need me to help in and step in, that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. Um, but trying to be as present for them as possible. Cause um, you know, we got, we got four coaches and then me mm-hmm. and then um, some, some strength staff and medical staff, but um, just trying to help out when you can and try to spread that out as much as possible. It's really um, what I'm trying to do is, 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 Hey, they have their voice and they're, they're going to do that. And it's not going to be me micromanaging it. It's going to be me supporting them. them, I'm going to, I'm going to be there. Um, But without that communication and and they've done a great job of that and letting me know their needs. And um, we've yet to really grind gears. I mean, we're starting spring training right now, but um, I have some experience with, with some coaches um, that that are on staff and um, got some new ones. And, um, it's all about getting to know them and, and, um, what makes them tick. And I think that's that like, uh, catching background that I have Yeah, is, is, you know, how do I get the most out of, out of him and what is it that he needs, uh, from me, um, approach. Who was the growing up and, you know, when you were developing into a catcher and to eventually following up as a, as a manager, 
who was the one player that you looked up to that, you know, you wanted to be like, ah, I want to be like this. Yeah. Mike Piazza. Oh yeah. That dude could rake. That was my dude. And when he got, when he went over to the Mets, I was heartbroken. It was like, no way. Like (laughs) this is, this is the Dodgers. Like this is their guy. But now that I'm with the Mets, it's like, great. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. He's awesome. (laughs) But that was, that was the guy that I always like looked at and, um yeah i didn't know um i mean tremendous hitter but like okay catcher mm-hmm. but tremendous leader tremendous tremendous guy overall and um yeah just like i, I just love i think more of the hitting side of of him <laughs> <laughs> was just, that was always the, the then bad. you're like oh maybe you should probably be a dh from now on or fair space you know let's leave the catching up to somebody else <laughs> We didn't say that, Mike. I'm sorry. We didn't say that at all. Hopefully you didn't hear it. You don't hear this podcast. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He was a good player. You know, like like I said, he could rake, you know, he was, he was good. Um, He he played in the, in the, I believe he played in the world baseball classic for Italy, I think at one point. So I was like, okay, good for him. I like it. I like it. Who's your Uh, guy? Growing up, you know, when you grow up in Puerto Rico, you automatically gravitate. So, you know, the first person was, you know, um, Clemente. That's, you know, that's your guy right there. You always wanted to be just like him. But me, I wanted to be a catcher. I only made it to maybe half a season in, in freshman because my knees are just not that good. Uh, but I wanted to be like Sandy Alomar. Oh, man. Yeah. What a stud. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. My, that dude he's oh he's such a stud yeah that's a good one yeah so i wanted to be like him i met him and i was like this dude was is huge i'm like if he's this tall and he can play catcher i can do it i couldn't you know, <laughs> i found out real early that i could not make it as a catcher or as a ball player i could not just just that's the, it wasn't in the cards for me <laughs> It's okay. It happens. I mean, I'm now I'm doing this and I enjoy it and, you know, talking to awesome people like you. So it all worked out in the end. Um, so, uh, before I go into my famous, not so famous questions, my friend, uh, anything else that we should know about you that you wanted to say or anything like that? Um, well, I mean, thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, I found your podcast on Twitter, your, your night Wednesday one. And, uh, Man, you guys, you guys crush it, man. I've checked in a couple times and I was like, ooh, this is intriguing. Um, because I I love logos. I love looking at that stuff. And um, I, I try to do a little bit of logo stuff on the side myself and just try to try to see what works. Um, yeah. but you guys are doing a tremendous job. And I can't thank you enough for enhancing that environment and what you guys are doing. Um, it's it's great for the game and great for what's going on. So thank you. And thank we, you for having 
having you on here. It's- yeah, we love the minors. Uh, you know, in, in the community that that uh, that we're part of is the minor leagues are just one of the most fun things that you can do because, like, they're, like you said, it's like we all love logos. That's how me and Paul, you know, we met. You know, I bought his book. You know, and then from then on, it was just you know, it was a good friendship. And now look at us. You know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And hey, listen, you're more than welcome to come to our show every day because we talk about different stuff when it comes to the minors. So. All right. Are you ready, my friend? Ready. All right. Easy question. You go to the ballpark as a fan with your family. Uh, what's the first thing that you uh, that you get that your, your drink or food of choice? Yeah, so it's usually for for my daughter and we're <laughs> probably going uh, for my oldest daughter. She's always gravitating towards when, when we go to games, but it's um, something along the lines of popcorn. Um, candy, uh, lots of sugar. It's whatever she grabs, whatever she sees first. She's three years old, and it's like, oh, dad, it's for something that she's she's gravitating. My daughter's three years old. She was all about the cotton candy, popcorn, and everything in between when I took her to a game. So yeah, I'm there with you, my friend. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so here we go. Last song that you have downloaded or listened to? Oh, um, something with Dave Matthews. I'm a big Dave Matthews fan. My uh, wife is a huge Dave Matthews fan. Man, I just, I, whew, he's, he's really good. Um, I think Stay or Leave by Dave Matthews. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like it. What's yeah. your spirit animal? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> see to me like you know uh it's also my uh my zodiac but it's like you know a rooster it is for me it's always been because i'm loud and colorful and then my wife tells me like yeah you're right that's your your spirit animal all right um yeah if it was a test that my wife could give me then i've i've probably done it because she makes me do the personality test (laughs) you were at um and i don't line up with some things and she's like oh yeah it makes total sense um Yeah. You're right. I don't know. She does that. She does yeah. that up to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, worst job you've ever had? Um, probably an Uber driver. I, I mean, yeah. I as an Uber driver while I was coaching uh, college baseball. Uh, just to try to get get the bills paid, and um, I had had a couple puking incidents in the car, and I had to oh. shut. Uh, it's it was very very bad. That, that one, yeah, I just I don't do good with puke, and uh, when when it's in your car, and it's like yeah, like we got this is not going to work. Get so, out. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I've been there. I was like, oh, you know what? I don't do puke either. I'll, I'll, I'll clean up poop and all that. That's what I told my wife. I was like, babe, I'll clean up poop all day long. Puke, yep. you are on your own. No, I, I get the feeling. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nope. You, can't. <laughs> uh, you know, let me ask you, because, you know, you said something like, you know, when you were a coach, you were, you were, you had a, a part-time job as a, as an Uber driver. Yeah. How, 
because it doesn't pay to be much in a, in the college ranks really to do uh, become assistant coach. Like, you know, man, you got that mentality you got to have or to grind it out, right? Yeah. At one point, I was a volunteer baseball coach. I was working at a gym teaching boxing lessons and um, cycling class and, and giving um, like one-on-one workouts with like just like a degree. And, um, and then I was Ubering at night from 10 p.m. to 2 in the morning because that was like the hot hours and you'd get paid triple the amount of money. And um, yeah, I just like turn that on and go. And I mean... I think throughout my entire career, I've just tried to grind and do that as much as I could, but um, it's a grind, man. I mean, if you, if you want to be in this profession you want it, you want to be a successful baseball coach, like usually you're starting at that volunteer position and usually like you just got to grind and be on the road and, and yeah. figure, out, figure out the rest. Hey man, kudos to you. Mad respect for that. My friend, mad respect for that. Uh, all right. Now back to our questions. Uh, Pepsi or Coke? Coke. It's a wrong answer, but it's okay. I'll forgive you for that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with Dr. Pepper. Yeah. I'm that's a good. way more Dr. Pepper guy than you. <laughs> uh, favorite movie snack? Um, man. Um, I don't, I don't really have any snacks, but, um, if I had to, it would probably be a sour candy of some sort, um, sour straw. Yeah. Something along those lines. I like, like that. Sour guy. Um, okay. Let's see if, if animals could talk, which animal do you think would be the rudest animal? Yeah. I'm a, uh, And I've gotten all of them, right? I've gotten cat. I've gotten uh, 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 hippopotamus for, for some reason. I think I got a rhino. So I've, I've got everything in between. Yeah. Um, we And we go to the zoo so much too. I'm trying to go through my zoo animal. <laughs> and we do that like three times a week in the off season. Um, I might think like an alligator. Like, I think, I think they're just kind of, they know they're, they can eat you. They're a-holes. I got, yeah. Yeah. I got that. I like that one. I like that one. Um, let's see. What's the one TV show that you recently binged? Mm. Um, um, what's the, uh, I, I'm not, a, I don't watch many shows. I'm mainly like, <laughs> ingrained in baseball our kids uh, <laughs> same but, here yeah we watch a lot of Encanto in my house Encanto was a hit I'll tell you that yeah oh we yeah Encanto um, I, I take her to daycare every day and it has to be Encanto all the way there oh yeah we don't talk about yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah that's a good one <laughs> um uh, uh, but probably the Star Wars uh, one, the Mandalorian was. Oh yeah, whatever. Recently, the, and Boba Fett, right? That one, yeah. Those two series are good, and then there's another one yeah. coming in May. Yep. 
I think that's more of like what I've gravitated towards, but it is, it's Disney and it's, uh, what's the scene two. Oh my goodness. You know, I have not, I have not shown her that one yet. Cause it's all between frozen Moana and Encanto. So we're all oh. on those three right now. Yeah. But scene two and it's, it's amazing. Like we did by accident. Cause my one-year-old press rent and they're going <laughs> And so we got it for 48 hours. So we watched it like six times. So I'm like, we're getting the most out of this thing. <laughs> we're going to pay, we pay for it. We're going to watch it. Watch it again. I almost took my phone out and videoed it. <laughs> <laughs> but it comes out the end of this month. I got the notification. So. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Disney plus has been a savior in this house. I'll tell you that. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Um, favorite board game um like monopoly yeah uh, i think it's fun to to run it up and yeah that's that's yeah uh <clears throat> excuse me um let's see here i had i just had one really good one here and then of course you know of course it, it went away uh what was your uh, nickname growing up uh <laughs> i got rob dog i got bert uh bert? Yeah, Bert uh, was was a was a, a good one for a little bit. Um, Robbie Rob, R squared. Um, I got you. Yeah, I got I got some. Uh, just depends on like what friend group you're talking. <laughs> you were hanging out with that day. <laughs> when I get the bird, I know it's like some older gen. Old, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what is the dumbest way that you've ever been injured? Uh, <laughs> I stood in, uh, we wanted to see if we can get the pitching machine up to over a hundred miles per hour and we got it up to like 95 and then we cranked it and I stood in on it and it, it literally hit me in the jaw. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh. It hit me square, but it was riding and it like 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 hit me and then bounced to the dugout and it was i i thought i broke it yeah <laughs> yeah but it was extreme puffed up very big um i didn't think that it would do that but it did like when you start to dial up the machine and it's it's revving it's like, like yeah no like you got to make sure it's it's dialed and it, it was a very poor move on my part to stand in the box yeah, from now on, from that moment, I'm like, nah, you know what? We're good right now. Yep. Oh, God. Yep. Yeah. I just did a jumping jack and then I hurt my back. So there goes that. That's like, <laughs> you know, for me, I'm like an idiot. So there you go. Um, okay. Oh. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I had another one too that uh, we did uh, my senior year of college. We did Omaha series and me and an couple other guys thought it would be hilarious too we had swimming day that day and we thought that we would come in like speedos and in front of the team and like parade around mm -hmm. <clears throat> and what we're our plan was was to do like these dives like sideways like into the pool and like make it a scene and whatnot and um the other two guys dove in at one part of the pool and i dove in on the shallow part of the pool and didn't realize it was shallow and uh i uh, busted my forehead open and had to get um 
quite a few stitches across my (laughs) (laughs) and carry out of the pool into the, into the hospital. So that was, that was a pretty epic uh, move too. uh, The volleyball team was uh, fully present for that one. I was super embarrassed in my speedo with a blood (laughs) face. So it was, it it was very, uh, very memorable for many people other than myself. (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing. That's great. It just hit you're in the hospital in your speedo, face full of blood. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember my my head coach like like pulled me up out of the water. He's like, what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know like, what happened. Yeah, go to the hospital. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's amazing. This is great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, a few more here. Okay. Uh tacos or burritos? Uh burrito. Good man. Great answer. Thanks. <laughs> uh, hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburger. Okay. Now, this is a question that I put uh, recently on, on my Twitter, and I wanted to know, if when you're eating a hot dog, ketchup on a hot dog, yay or nay? Yeah. Good man. That's a great answer. There's I'll a lot be- of hate on this one. Let me tell you. I saw that. Yeah. No, I... I, I read that tweet. I think I put yay on there too. Yeah. All going. Yeah. I had the poll going and I'm like, okay, why is this? There's so much hate. I mean, I get a Chicago dog. I get that guys. I, my buddy Kelly, he's from Chicago. I get it. I, that was my point was, I think it also depends on what type of dog, but right. if it's a, for me is yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's just a normal hot dog you know, then yes, it's absolutely, there's nothing wrong. I mustard as well. There's stadium mustard and all that, but that's a whole different, you know, pull right there. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, honestly, thank you so much, Robbie, for doing this. This was a lot yeah. of fun. I laughed a lot. Uh, any, and, uh, where can people find you on, uh, on social media? Um, uh, I don't even know. My, my... <laughs> I'll put it on the, on the show notes. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Part of my first name with my last name, I think, with a number. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I mainly am just Twitter. Uh, Instagram's mainly like family stuff. That's um, how it goes. B's dad. B's, yeah, my, my oldest daughter's L-E-B, so it's B's dad. Um, but mainly, mainly just Twitter. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's, that's been, it's for me, it's been Twitter mostly just, you know, interacting with people uh so it's been a lot of fun so again thank you so much good luck to you i'll be uh i'll be uh keeping track for the uh the met uh question uh you know let them know uh we need some more dad hats on the team okay uh you know they need they need to uh put some uh, cool dad hats out there so i can uh, put them on my wheel for sure for sure uh, i'll be i'll be you don't have a st lucy mets hat right i do not i actually do not own a st lucy mets hat I wish I did that. That STL looks awesome. I love it. So yeah. we're going to change that. And that pod, that podcast that we talked and I was heading to San Diego and whoever threw out the St. Lucie sand sharks. Yeah. That was, that was big time. Yeah. yeah I, I was the Hills of San Diego and my daughter also, she puked. And so we were having some technical difficulties with everything. I remember <laughs> that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, but I like tried to chime in and then it was no bueno. And uh, but somebody threw that out and I was like, like, that is a great idea. Um, so 
Yep. We'll see. Maybe a theme night or something. I don't know. I'll, I'll propose it to them and see what, what they think. I like it. I think that's yeah. great. Yes, sir. So, hey, I get, hey, good luck again. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Let's do this again. Yeah, I appreciate it. Take care. You too, bud. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Robbie Robinson. He's a good dude with uh, a lot of experience in coaching. So make sure you guys are following him on Twitter. I will be putting his social media account. So that way you guys are just one click away on following him. Okay. Now, before I go, make sure you guys are doing a couple of things for me. Okay. If you like this episode, if you like the show, make sure you guys are subscribed. Okay. Give it five stars. And then if you want to leave a comment, please do so. Maybe you hear it uh, on the next episode. All right, guys. Until then, keep on grinding and always support the minor leagues. See ya. This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean, and I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series. And in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at, at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick and Corey of BaseballMapper.com. And we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brim Media at curvebrimmedia.com.